Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Powwow Live Podcast. I'm Paul Gowder, the founder of powwows.com. This is your place to learn, experience, connect with all things Native American culture. And we do that in a variety of ways at powwows.com, including a a powwow calendar with events all over North America, with interviews and articles, an incredible community, and of course, this podcast. If you're new to powwows.com, please jump in the community. It's a great place and we have some wonderful people out there. Also, if you are listening on Facebook, Facebook is discontinuing the support of podcasts and you will not get this sent to you anymore automatically on Facebook. So go over to Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts and make sure you subscribe there. Today, I want to talk about not necessarily something related to Native culture, but I think you can you, you can use this as you're traveling to powwows this summer or if you're just heading out there for a family vacation. I want to talk to you about my best tips for getting great photos while you travel this summer. But first, I do have a couple of announcements. One, we do still have a giveaway going on right now. I'm giving away some money to help you travel with your family. Travel has been very important to us as a family. And with my daughter graduating high school in just a couple of days, we wanted to give something back so you all could travel too. So head over to powwows.com slash win. You can enter daily for more chances to win. We're giving away gift cards to cruising, to airlines, to Uber and Lyft and hotels and Disney. So head over there, enter daily for more chances to win. And of course, I want to give a special shout out to those of you out there that are members of our Patreon. Those are our Powell Nation supporters that make a contribution each month to really help powwows.com meet our goals, to do new things like hire more writers, get our team out there to more powwows streaming live. So thank you for that. If you'd like to join them, head over to powwownation.com and you can find out how to be part of that community. We've got some really cool things going on, like monthly Zoom calls, exclusive gifts, and some other things coming up in July that are going to be really, really awesome. So look for that over at powwownation.com. Okay, here are my best travel tips. Here are my best tips for travel photography. First, 
let's talk about the best camera that you can take with you this summer to get the best pictures possible of your family out there enjoying powwows, a week at the beach or theme park or wherever you're going to travel. The best camera, and I get asked this a lot, but the best camera that you can use is the one you have with you. I know it's a bit of a trick answer, but it's true. The best camera you can use is the one you have with you. So if you're traveling and you're like me and sometimes travel with crazy huge you know, DSLR cameras, then that's, that's the best one to use. But if you're just traveling and you're you know, just you and your family out there and all you have is your cell phone, then that is the best f- camera that you can use for travel photography. And today I want to talk, these tips I'm going to mention are all going to be really centered around using your phone to get these pictures. In fact, so my daughter, like I said, is graduating high school. We're heading out. We've been saving up for a long time to take her on a special trip for graduation. So we're heading out in just, oh gosh, it's only like six days now. We'll be heading to Europe for a few weeks. And I have debated long and hard about what to take to Europe to get pictures. You know, this is a once in a lifetime thing. And, you know, I've got a really nice digital SLR and a bunch of lenses and and I can take all that. But honestly, I've looked at it and... It's a lot of gear to haul around, especially traveling to multiple countries and having to take trains and planes and and boats and all this stuff. I've decided that what I'm taking with me to take photos is I'm taking my iPhone and a GoPro, and that's it. And the GoPro I'm really only taking for a couple of special things like some time lapses, and if we happen to go swimming or something like that, I'll take it in the water. But mainly, 99% of the time, I'm just going to use my iPhone. Phones, whether it's an iPhone or Samsung or whatever, phones, their cameras have come so far in the last few years. The And even night photography, it, there are times where even with my DSLR with me that I'll pull out my iPhone to get night photo shots because it's quicker and easier on my phone than it is to get all the settings right in the DSLR. Especially like in theme parks, I'm taking pictures, you know, of trying to get a picture of Brooke in front of the castle or something like that. man. It's easier just to whip out the phone. So that's what I'm taking with me. And that is what I recommend you carry with you this summer. I mean, you're going to have it with you. You're going to be checking email and watching TikTok videos. So just pull it out and use it as a camera and get all of those photos. So that's my first tip is just carry it with you and pull it out and use it. All right. Tip number two. When you're taking pictures it's, you know, if you listen to any photography podcast or go on YouTube and, and look at uh, different tips that professional photographers will talk about, they'll talk about the difference between a professional photo and a snapshot. And what they'll talk about is that snapshots are really just the, the average perspective that somebody's going to walk up, hold their camera or phone and just take the, the picture. They're not really putting any thought behind it or... Um, They're not doing anything extra with the picture. So that's my first tip is before you just hold the phone out and snap that picture, look and see what you can make just a little different than what everybody else has gotten at that shot. So if you're standing at the Grand Canyon, you know, everybody's going to walk up and just take that. You're going to hold the camera shoulder length and you're going to take a picture of your family or your, you know, your kids in front of the canyon. Well, what can we do different? What can, how can we make that photo a little different and a little unique just to us? So maybe it's that we, maybe we all sit down or 
lay down and then hold the camera up and have the, the canyon behind us. Maybe we hold the phone up really high or really low. Maybe we change the angle a little bit or, you know, just little things like that. Look and see what you can do as far as changing the angle and see how much difference it makes. If you're photographing your kids and they're young, get down on their level. Hold the phone at eye level. Don't take it from your perspective. Make sure you take it at eye level. There, those photos will be so much better because you're getting the perspective of them and it's it's straight on shot, not looking down at them. When I shoot tiny tots, that's, you know, the first thing I tell people when they're heading out to the powwow is get down on your knees to shoot those tiny tots. It'll be 100% better than taking those things up high. Uh, if you go, go check out some of my, my tiny top photos and look at how I did that and you'll see it makes a huge difference. Tip number two, I almost didn't mention, or tip number three, I almost didn't mention this because it's talked about on every photography blog, podcast, video, whatever. Everybody always talks about this, but I do want to mention it because it is important. It's the rule of thirds. If your camera has the option to turn on a grid, turn that on. And let me tell you how to use it. If you've never heard the rule of thirds before, it basically says that you can make an image more interesting if you put the subject on one of the um, intersecting lines of the thirds. So think about dividing your phone screen into a tic-tac-toe board. And where those lines intersect is where you could put a subject. So whether it's you know the top right or bottom left, whatever, where the lines intersect are where you can get a better image composition. So what that means is, say, let's go back to that example of the Grand Canyon. So maybe I want to put the face of my kids over to the right a little bit and then have the canyon kind of being the rest of the photo out to the left. So I would have put my kid's face right on that, the intersecting lines on the right side, and then the canyon kind of flows out over to the left. So that's using the rule of thirds. You can do the same thing by going vertical, too. So thinking about a sunset photo, you don't want the, if, like if you're at the beach and you're taking a sunset beach photo, you don't want the horizon to be dead in the middle of the image. It'll be much more interesting if you move the horizon line down to that lower third line and then let the sky be the other two thirds of the photo. It makes for a much inter more interesting composition. And there's lots of people out there talking about the rule of thirds, but my main tip is, hey, if you have it on, if it's an option on your camera, turn it on, and that way it'll just trigger your brain, especially if, you, if you're not, if you haven't been taking photos for years and years and kind of have it ingrained, turning on the grid will help you kind of put your mind in that place of, oh yeah, I need to do rule of thirds. All right, I want to take a brief moment and thank the sponsor of today's podcast. Athleticgreens.com is your way to get a boost of energy and um, vitamins and minerals into your diet quickly and easily, and it tastes great. So check them out over at athleticgreens.com slash emerging. They have a special offer right now, a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. So you can hit the, take them with you while you're traveling this summer just by signing up and making your first purchase at athleticgreens.com slash emerging. So what is it? All right, so it's, a scoop that you do every day, and it includes 75 high-quality minerals and vitamins. It's whole food source, superfoods, it's probiotics, and all kinds of other things that's really going to give you that focus and energy boost right there. Do it in the morning and start your day off right. It's easy to do. It's going to be quick 
and it's really going to taste good. And you're not going to think you're you're doing something uh, that's really this good. The owner founded this company because he was trying to do the same thing and finding a way to get his vitamins and minerals and was spending $100 a day. So he found a way to do this for just a few dollars a day and get even better quality products into his diet. So check them out over at athleticgreens.com slash emerging. All right, so now on to our next tip for getting the best photos on your traveling this summer. One tip that I got when I was doing a photography workshop one time, and it took me a long time to to completely understand what he said. And I believe it was Joe McNally, if you ever if you want to go look up an amazing photographer who learn who knows how to work with lights, go check out his work, Joe McNally. But he basically said, find the light and put the subject in it. And it seems simple at first, and it's taking me a long time to put it in practice and really work it into how I take photos. But let's think about our traveling. We get up in the morning and we head out to take a tour or to explore the city we're in. And it's that, you know, early early morning sun and you you know it's got that nice golden light to it and say we're walking down the sidewalk and all of a sudden we see the sun poking through and it's hitting this area of a building or a park or whatever and if your eye catches it and sees it just right there it is the light now go put your family in that light and take a picture so find the good light and put your family or your subject in it so and the best light is going to be in the morning time and at night, right, you know, twilight, right before sunset. Those are the best times for that really natural, glowing, beautiful light. Now, what do you do if you're in the middle of the day and you're out there, you know, it's noon and the sun's right above you? It's tough to find the good light and put somebody in it. So then you want to look for ways that you can get your family out of that harsh sun because in the midday, with that sun right above you, it's going to create weird shadows in the face. So then... Again, we're going to find the good light. So the good light may be, be maybe under a tree or in the shade of a building. Um, so look for those ways, and that will kind of filter that light out and make it a little softer on the face. But yeah, find the light and then put the people in it. And same thing if you're not looking to take photos of your family necessarily. Maybe you just want a pretty landscape photo. Again, look for those unique lighting situations where that, that light is hitting that tree or that flower just right, and then take the photo. Now, when you're snapping photos with your phone, especially, you know, you're, you're taking pictures of kids. Hey, look, I know if you've got a couple of kids, it's going to be hard to get them to sit still, especially on vacation when they're excited. So my next tip is make sure that when you do get them posed and in a spot where you're taking pictures, take more than one. And don't just take one, just take, you know, three or four in a row. Change the, the orientation of the phone. So take some that are up and down, take some that are across, you know, take some that are landscape, some that are portrait. Take as many as you can while you have them there. And again, going back to that earlier tip, change your perspective. So take a few low, take a few high, go over to the side and take a few, and then, you know, try a couple of different things. But yeah, take multiple photos of everything you're doing because you never know if one, you might catch something a little bit better in one. Maybe somebody blinked, uh, maybe, you know, uh, a bug flew by or something weird happens. So take multiple so you make sure you have the best photo when you go back to look at them. 
All right, another tip. When you're getting your family post or you're looking to take that really cool landscape photo on vacation, take a second. Remember I talked about the difference between a snapshot and what a professional photographer does? One of the things a professional photographer is going to do is he's going to take that extra second to look at the scene and figure out what he can do to eliminate some distractions. So let's say you've posed your family in front of a, a beautiful scenic beach and you got the palm trees and maybe some shrubs or stuff right there too. So before you snap the photo, just look and make sure that you don't have like a weird branch sticking out of the side of somebody's head that after you take the photo, you're going to go, wow, th th that looked really weird to have that stick, you know, looks like it's coming out of Jimmy's ear. Okay, so take that extra second and see if you can remove any distractions that's going to cause you not to focus on your family in that photo. What can you do to make that photo, make the whoever's looking at the photo, focus on what you're intending them to look at so eliminate all those distractions around. Sometimes that means that you're going to stand there for an extra minute or two while the crowd dies down. You know, when I do uh, portraits of families or whatever and we're out in public, that's one of the things I'll tell them is like, look, I'm going to hold the camera here and I might wait 30 seconds or more because I'm waiting for somebody to walk by or I'm waiting for that car to move because I want the background to be as clean as possible so that the focus is on you. So take that extra couple of seconds and remove any distractions. My next tip is when you're out, especially when you're doing photography for vacations and your trips this summer, don't forget to take some photos of what you're doing. Don't just get the, you know, the posed photo of the family in front of the beach or in front of the cool Vegas sign if you're in Las Vegas. Take some photos of the restaurant. Say so if you go to a really cool restaurant, take a picture of the restaurant as a whole, not just your food. Take a, sh a shot so that when you go back to look at your travel photography, you know, your photos and you're kind of reliving that vacation, you want to see what it was like in that restaurant or in that um, really cool building you went to or whatever. Take some environmental shots or, you know, the area around you just so you have some context when you get back home. You know, it doesn't have to be an Ansel Adams portrait that you want to hang on the wall of of that building or restaurant or whatever. But take a couple of those just so you can have that memory of what it was like in there. That's really important, especially if you're putting together maybe an album online or you're going to share a whole bunch of photos with the family on Facebook or whatever. You know, have a couple of photos in there that establish where you were so that you can relive those moments. And in doing that, the other way that you can really capture the spirit of the places you go is look for the details. So let's take Charleston, South Carolina, for example. There's some incredibly beautiful houses down there that are old. You know, they're pre-Civil War homes. And most people will walk up to the house and just take a picture of the whole house itself. But maybe you want to find the really cool details in the ironwork. Charleston is really famous for a lot of their ironwork fences and their gates in front of houses. So go and take a close-up of the intricate ironwork. And that's going to be a really not only a really cool image, but a cool memory when you go back and look at your trip to Charleston, you're going to think about, oh, yeah, all those little details in the house, especially that iron working. OK, so look for those details and, and get a little closer to them and take those photos. Now, I mentioned that I want you to take your phone with you. One thing you can do really help get some great 
pictures this summer is get something that you can take your phone everywhere. So get something that's going to be waterproof, a little waterproof case or a ba- you know one of the waterproof bags to put your phone in and take it with you when you go swimming, take it with you when you go snorkeling. If you're if you know if you're going in the ocean, make sure you have a you know a strap or something on it too. But take it in those wet areas, especially a water park. Put some, you know put a waterproof housing on it a bag or something to protect it, and then take it with you in the lazy river or the wave pool. You can get some really amazing shots of your family having fun that you might have missed out if you hadn't bought that $10 or $20 little bag that can make you take your phone with you in the water. Um, You can check out some of my favorite ways to do that over at powwows.com slash favorites. That'll take you to a place on amazon.com that I've listed some of my favorite photography stuff. And of course, some things that that I recommend you take to powwows too. Um, And of course, if you do click on any of those and purchase, Amazon does pay powwows.com a small commission. So you are helping support powwows.com that way. But I've I've put some of my favorite things that you can put your phone in to really protect it from water. Or you can buy something like a GoPro that's going to be waterproof anyways. But I'm telling you, some of our favorite photos or when we are in the water together and doing some of that, oh, that's some great photos that you're going to miss out on if you hadn't spent that little bit of money to make sure you can do that. But again, my, my best tip for you is just take the photos. Don't keep the phone in your pocket and don't pull it out only when you want to surf TikTok. Pull it out and take those photos on your family trip this summer. Look, my, my daughter's graduating and... I always joke that she's the most photographed kid in America because I am a photographer and I've taken, you know, more than 20,000 photos of her. But we look back at those photos often and relive those memories. And those are things you're going to keep with you forever. So pull that phone out and take the extra photos. I hope this helped and I hope you are able to get out there and travel with your family this summer. Don't forget our contest will help you get a little extra money. It lasts through the end of June. slash win Get your extra entries in there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Powell Life Podcast. Again, I'm Paul Gowder, and I hope to see you soon. Have a wonderful summer. I'm off to Europe, so the next few episodes are ones I've already recorded for you, and I'll be back in July with some more episodes. Uh, the The ones coming up in June are ones I've recorded, but uh, they're recorded ahead of time because I'll be out on the road traveling, and I hope you get out there too. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life Podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com. Good luck. Here's this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? 
If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.